another great episode of Equip the Saints. Glad you joined us today. We got an exciting guest with us. And uh, I got to give you a um, heads up on this one. Um, it's my grandson. I am very blessed to have my family serving God. What a, what a joy that is for any parent or grandparent. And, um, well, tell us who you are, what I need to know here. Hi, well, my name is Andrew Carpenter, and I am in uh, part-time ministry right now, doing music and tech and media uh, ministry for churches, and it's definitely kept me busy. Uh, and I currently am working down in Virginia, in the United States. Now, family-wise, you married? Yes, I'm married. I have a wife, no kids, and uh, she is also leading worship at a church as well, and then helping uh, another church out. So, now, Andrew, I've watched you grow up. You you were a graduate here of our Bible college, mm -hmm. and uh, how long have you been now? Now since you graduated. What was it, 2015, I think? So we're... Uh, Wherever that is. Like seven, eight years now. Oh, where's the time Being gone? ministry. We all say that. Where's the time gone? Right. I first started traveling you know, as a musician. and Evangelists would hire me. And I'd travel with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that got me like sixty to 80,000 miles a year just driving to all these different churches. And uh, the Lord's really opened up a lot of doors there. And that's what led me down into Virginia. So one of the gifts that we've seen develop and you feel is probably quite strong is what? One of your gifts. Well, helping churches out, the gift of helps. Gift of helps. And, and Corinthians talks about that. Yeah. Um, but I know you're a yeah. musician and a singer and all of that too. Right. But today I think we want to talk about helps. Yes. And uh, quite often I think a lot of times people uh, look at helps as, oh, not being that big. But actually it's extremely big. Uh, right. When we go into First Corinthians uh, chapter 12, and it says there in verse 28, uh, this is really brings it home. And God has appointed in the church. Like, you know, lots of times we're thinking, well, it might be my idea. I think that whatever we are in the church, even the church, mm -hmm. I feel that God guides us there. He places us there. And uh, that's why we always have to know that we are in the will of God. And not just our our callings and gifts, uh, but every part or every aspect of our Christian life and ministry is God-directed. And it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings. And look at this, helps. It's up there near the beginning of the list. It's right up in there. Administrations, various kinds of tongues. So helps is very much uh, Bible supported, mm -hmm. um, very much God ordained. So how did you first start feeling that you you were you had this gift or was there anything that well there was a couple of churches that I worked at that they didn't really have many people to really step up and to volunteer doing different things. Hmm. Uh, for example, fellowship dinner. Who's gonna pull the tables out of the closet, throw the tablecloths on them, put the plates on the table, start serving the food? Who's gonna clean up afterwards, mop the floor from all the kids spilling food everywhere? 
right? A lot of churches might not have uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. in order to do those things, the logistics, the setup, the teardown. And, you know, I was always taught, you know, by you and my parents that, you know, we serve in multiple areas, multiple yep. capacities. Even though I'm a musician and an audio engineer. And a good one. I don't just do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If someone needs to turn the lights off or check the security system or lock the door behind everybody else or shovel the snow off of the driveway of the church, you know. If you live in that, if you live in the North Country. If you live in the North. Yeah. Yes. So obviously when you first saw, this is interesting because as you were speaking there, mm-hmm. just about cleaning the tables, just, just that part alone, yep. um, I saw your passion starting to rise. And uh, a lot of young people, I'm talking about, uh, you know, even many people, not just young people, yep. uh, they don't want to get involved. They want to go at a conference. They want to go talk or they want to go who knows and do what. Uh, and uh, it doesn't matter who's in the kitchen, who's not, who's cleaning up after like a mm-hmm. meal, fellowship meal, etc. Uh, when you first started to do that, did you feel fulfilled? Oh, absolutely. Felt tired too. Yes. But afterwards, it's like, wow, that went off so well. Uh, people enjoyed, mm-hmm. had a good time fellowshipping with one another. Yep. And now the place is clean and ready to go, ready to go for the next event or yep. whatever. And you relax cleaning. I noticed that. Yeah. 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 It's just something he does. So when you're talking about helping churches, not just in the kitchen, but what have been some other areas that God has really used you in? Believe it or not, crawling through attics. <laughs> Uh, there was a church that uh, my brother started serving at down in North Carolina, and their sound system got hit by lightning. The whole thing just blew up, lost it all. So we had ordered all new sound gear, but they didn't have anybody who was willing or you know thin enough to crawl through a crawl space in the attic to run cables. And so my brother and I, and we, one other guy from the church who was newly saved at the time, he didn't really have a lot of biblical knowledge, mm-hmm. but he had the willingness to help. He wanted to serve. He mm-hmm. also had the gifts, gift of helps, but he didn't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. So as I'm crawling through the attic, I almost fell through twice, you know, just little things like that. But the whole time we were talking and yelling from below down in the sanctuary to the attic, talking about scripture and talking about our testimonies and what God has done for us or for people that we knew just while crawling through the attic. And then, you know, we would solder cables and hook up this whole sound system. We started our work at uh, 6 p.m. and we got done at about 4 a.m. in the morning. We worked through the night and it went by so quick because the whole time we were just talking about God and uh, about different biblical topics, whatever it might have been, things that he had questions about, all while serving with the gift of help. So what's happening? What I see happening just in this story, yeah. I'm just going to talk about this story. It was in a non-threatening environment. Yep. He felt totally relaxed. He was just working with his hands, yep. helping to install some cables in a, in a crawl space in the attic. And uh, many times, Andrew, I have found, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, uh, people, when they get relaxed and they don't feel that they have to perform, mm-hmm. like they don't have to you know, talk Christianese and uh, I mean, they have good talk, don't get me wrong, but I mean, right. they don't have to quote scripture and everything. Uh, he would have asked you questions, you know, that he wouldn't get a chance to ask uh, maybe the minister right. or... And the pastor was very busy too. If so he just went to a church meeting. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can see God using you there, like right. personal one-on-one. Right. Like you do that. You do that well. Absolutely. And I feel like the gift of helps, it opens up a lot of doors for, you know, where Paul talks about, you know, don't neglect the gathering of the saints. He's talking about relationship with one another and, and getting together talking one-on-one or just in a small group because iron sharpens iron as the saying goes, right? And so when it seems like, well, especially for us men, it's like when we're working, doing things with our hands, um, and sometimes it might take a while, it could take days, but we're always going to be talking. We're always going to be communicating with one another. And I feel like the gift of helps is, is a gateway. It's a doorway into discussing certain topics with each other and just talking and just fellowshipping. Whereas you might not have the time to just sit down at a coffee shop or whatever and talk for four hours. So here you are, 28 years old. Yep. And uh, how long have you been doing this? So I've been uh, in ministry since I graduated Bible college here in New Brunswick. So eight years. Um, I was full-time for the first four. Mm -hmm. And then I was a worship leader for another four years after that. Yeah, well, you're still full-time, even though you have a... Uh, other job, but right. uh, so uh, you got any other stories that you can share about gift of helps that you felt was? Uh, I got effective? a lot of stories. All right, um, you go and help churches. Yeah. So lately, more recent one, uh, me and a gentleman named Rich. Uh, he's a sound guy, and he did sound out in California, and then he moved here to the East Coast. He moved to Virginia. And he wanted to serve God with his gifts, mm-hmm. with whatever he could. And helps was one of them. But he, he really has a gifting for like technical sound and sure. audio and, and sure. setting up sound systems and stuff. So he, he invested and bought an entire sound system himself so that the church that we were attending could do outdoor events and all that. And so... um what we would do is we'd build teams. We'd put people together who had the gift of helps and give them opportunity saying, hey, we got an outdoor concert going on on such and such date. And then we would set up for two, three hours. And that's with five or six people. But during the whole time, there's still a lot of communication going on, mm-hmm. a lot of talking and fellowshipping, uh, giving people the opportunity to serve and feel like the church is going somewhere, is doing something for outreach, not just in the four walls. But now we're outside. Now we're setting up all this other stuff, and to see his growth, Rich's growth, through all this process, because he had never really used his gifts in that capacity to glorify God, because he was um, he was mixing other bands and stuff at, at, at coliseums and concerts, doing professional audio, and then he on the side, he also did some for Christian bands. But now, he dedicated his gift of helping churches and the church that he attends mm-hmm. with doing sound and mm-hmm. setting it all up for them so they can just worship team come in and play. And it's dedicated 100% to God. So, okay, so you, you, we've, we've had two or three stories. Yeah. I've asked you here. How do you know? Now, this is like almost like any gift. How do you know if you have a call for the gift of helps? I feel like inside of you, like, oh, I see that that they got five light bulbs burnt out in the church. I would love to just donate some bulbs, come in and replace them for them. Then they don't have to worry about it. Gift of Helps is kind of like a relief for a lot of church ministries and a lot of pastors because people have expectations on church leaders. Like they got to do everything, Mm -hmm. right? But it's just like, even in this verse in, in, in Corinthians here, 
where, you know, God has appointed in the church, you know, apostles and prophets and teachers, and then for the gifts of healing and then for the gift of helps. Well, these other gifts, you know, can come alongside our church staff, our church leaders, like the pastors, children's minister, et cetera, and come in and lighten the load. Okay. So the gift of helps can come in and, you know, if you really feel like, oh, I, I just want to help them out. I want them to relieve some of their stress. Don't want our pastor to burn out. So then you come into the church and you just help out wherever you can. Well, that's why it's called the gift of helps, well, right? You know, no matter where you look, whether it's a, a family, you know, uh, there's needs in the family or whatever. How do you go about determining, how do you know who you should help? Well, I mean, the Bible doesn't really say that you should help some and don't help others, right? But But you only got so much time. Right. You don't want to burn out yourself because a burnt out Christian is Mm -hmm. not an effective Christian. Right. Right. How can you spread the gospel if you've got no energy to even do anything and your back is pulled and sore? So you kind of got to, I don't know, figure out the priorities like, oh, well, if they're my family, then they're a priority before (laughs) helping out friends and stuff. But just do what you can. But don't. You know, so you would prioritize. Have you ever helped out strangers? Yeah. Like you know, you've never met them before, and uh, God does God speak to you? Does He say to you, um, "Well, you sense I I need to help them. I've got to help them." Do you ever get that sense? No, but I do have one story here. Okay. Um, I was working just cleaning up cables and organizing at the church I was a worship leader at, and I heard a knock on the door, and this was like. 11 o'clock at night. I was about to go home. I heard a knock on the door, which was odd for that time of night. Yes, of course. And so I go to the front door of the church, and there's a homeless gentleman that, that, that came up. And he's like, I saw the light on. I saw your truck here. He's like, I need help. I don't have a phone. I need to make a couple phone calls. And I need to get to the closest homeless shelter. Right? So... I was like, um, let me see what I could do. And I walked into the room. I'm like, okay, Lord, guide me here because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. And I don't know if it's legit, if it's, if it's real, or if he's just going to want to ask for money or whatever. But he only asked where the homeless shelter was and if I could drive him there. Well, long story short, we called. They were closed. And they were closed down due to, due to COVID that was going on. And so there was nowhere for him to go. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do now? Um, so it wasn't like God was telling me, all right, do this. It was just like, okay, do I, do I have the ability to be able to help this man? Even if it's just a little bit, Mm -hmm. I had $16 cash in my pocket. I gave it to him, took him to Burger King right down the street. They were open. You never met this guy before. Never met him before. Took him to Burger King, got him a burger five minutes before they closed just in time. Went back to the church. I went inside the church and found a moving blanket. I'm like, look. It's cold, it's raining, but there's some trees in the backyard of the church. So I'm going to set you up, right? This is a gift of helps, right? right. And so I went and got him a moving blanket, got like five or six cardboard boxes, cut them up, built him a shelter out in the rain. We carried it out to the woods and he did. He slept in that. And next morning um, he came up to the church and he talked with the pastor, gave gave his life to the Lord that morning, mm. they took him out to McDonald's to get breakfast and gave him a hot shower and everything, took him to the truck stop and sure. all that. And then another homeless shelter in another city next door, about 30 minutes away, um, the pastor and a couple other people drove him to Raised there and dropped it. him off. Yeah. 
none of that would have happened if I didn't take that step of faith to saying, you know, I'll help him with my ability. I got cardboard boxes, a moving blanket, and $16 cash. This this is a case yeah. here where you're led by the Spirit. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's 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 not everybody has compassion, I feel. Well, they should if they don't. But every believer does. But uh, like like we're talking about here, you only do so much. Right. And whatever, whatever ability and uh, resources we have. And uh, so God leads us by this, by his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew, I got to go back to where the scripture is. We read yeah. it here uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. God has appointed in the church. Right. And when I hear that, it just seems to me like, do we have an option? We don't have an option. Like God's appointed this to happen. That's right. And helps is what he's placed there. And people who, who are help do helps, should never feel that they're any less than the apostle or the administration, right. whoever those people are. The ministry of helps is vital for the welfare of the church. Absolutely. And people like you, uh, I mean, all Christians, I'm sure, help in some way with some mm-hmm. things, but... Uh, there are those that really feel that this is their calling. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to get you today to, to just pray. Sure. Simple, whatever, however you want to do it. For those who may be, does God, they're, they're asking this question. Does God want me to do the ministry of helps? Let's just pray here. Absolutely. This. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you that we can learn more about you and the gifts that you give each and every one of us. So Lord, I just ask that you reveal to your people today, if you have given them particular gifts, and in this case, the gift of helps, Lord, reveal it to them, show them in their spirit, man, quicken them to action, and Lord, open up the doors where they can help and they can serve and they can uh, worship you with their gift of helps. So we thank you for who you are today and who you will always be. In your name, amen. Amen. And now that you've prayed like this, I really feel that God is speaking to people right now. So it's going to be very effective. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. I really feel that uh, this was a timely uh, uh, subject that we brought up. And uh, if you'd like to have more ministry, you can contact me. Just go to my website. It's doncarpenter.ca, and uh, you will find some encouragement and help there. And also, if you want to send me an email or whatever, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And God bless you. Until the next time.